Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm really excited with today's guest. A lot of you might know him better as a goalie coach, the bearded GK coach. Wayne Brown, welcome, mate. Where did you get the name the bearded GK from? I don't know. <laughs> so obviously the way the world's working now with YouTube yep. and social media, you were kind of one of the first goalie coaches to take it upon yourself and start that up, really. Like, they make saves over there and they proper get cheered as if it's a goal. But like, <laughs> here, we get booed because we've, like, stopped the game being fun. Because I was only, like, six foot. You had hair then, so six one. <laughs> yeah. Bang. I'm like that. I'm skidding halfway down this gym, like crying my eyes out, winded. I'm like, God, I breathe. <laughs> so I got released from Portsmouth. I was heartbroken, to be quite honest. My dad said, you're going to go trade and go non-league. Yeah. And about two seconds later, the ball's gone through my legs. I went to, like, trap it. Yeah. Come under, under my legs, somebody scored. No way. And I'm thinking, what am I doing here? Yeah. What a save from Mark Howard. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Yours Mine Away podcast with me, Mark Howard. Today, I'm really excited uh, with today's guest. Uh, I can't wait to pick his brains on his career and his coaching career. Uh, a lot of you might know him better uh, as a goalie coach, the bearded GK coach. <laughs> uh, he's currently now working with uh, England under-23 Lionesses. Wayne Brown, welcome, mate. 
Welcome. <laughs> Where did you get the name the bearded GK from? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that, well, nothing to do with this bit. Um, do you know what? I, I thought about it. I thought, well, Try and do something about this. And then I obviously I've got a beard in it. I like to think it's a decent beard. And, <laughs> strong um, beard. Strong beard. Um, yeah, and I just thought, I'll try it. Try it, film a couple of sessions, and it just went from there, really. Yeah, so obviously the way the world's working now with YouTube yep. and social media, you were kind of one of the first goalie coaches to take it upon yourself and start that up, really. Yeah, I think one of the first professional ones, I suppose. Yep. You had like the modern day, modern day goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, but like, actual professional goalkeeper coach um, I just thought give something a little bit back to like younger goalkeepers younger goalkeeper coaches and it just really took off I was like wow it went massive well, obviously you're, a lot of your, you was at Oxford at the time yeah. but a lot of your training sessions are like behind the scenes but you'd have been filming them to analyse with your goalkeepers yeah. anyway so yeah. it was kind yeah. of you was clipping them up and releasing them and showing like yeah. behind the scenes almost yeah it was the good bad and the ugly to be quite honest and I, and I said to the um, rest of the keepers, I said, listen, this could work in your favour, it might not, but I'm not going ha- to kill you on yeah. Instagram, but we could still reflect on it. Yeah. Um, and it actually went well. I've probably had one or two messages where, oh, why are you doing that? One, well, I'm like, bothered, mate. Game's changing, <laughs> though, isn't it? I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, it is what it is. It's, it's a professional goalkeeping session, edited. Yep. They might not have their proper technique. Every goalkeeper's different, aren't they? Did any of your own goalies question it? Um, they probably it did. Just... They probably batted me. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, obviously, because you had like uh, Eastie at the time and yeah. that. And when you're trying to concentrate on a Saturday's game, but obviously you're doing the filming and releasing the clip. Yeah. But it's never really a distraction because you're not going to make him look a cunt. No, not and at all. Like, and it's not about that. It was more about showing other people what goes on. In a professional environment, it, it was more about the session, yeah, not about a goalkeeper. Yeah. And don't get me wrong; you can make like you get used to make some outrageous saves or some outrageous like mistakes. Yeah. But it's just good or bad. It's what happens in football. You, you you've been in there, haven't yeah. you? You don't have a great session every week. No, you can't. And it's don't get me wrong; if somebody's having an absolute stinker, I'm not going to batter him all over that. Yeah, I'm like, like I'll keep you out of it. You've had one. But yeah. the beauty of editing. You can make anybody look good, can't you? You can, yeah. So I remember. No one's done that to me yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was too old. I never had video. Um, but we had um, Dex McCartland. Yeah. Yeah, great guy, isn't he? Dex class, isn't he? So he came and done a session with, did a session, sorry, with um, all the keepers. Uh, he was at Lynx at the time. And he, Jack was one of the keepers, wore Lynx gloves. And he had a stinker, by the way, honestly. Did it, he? It was awful. And I was, I was not, Jack did. Jack Stevens yeah. did. Not not Dex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So because they were filming him more yeah. than anything. So Jack was having it, and then I see these clips and I'm thinking, where's he pulled these things from? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it made him out to be like an absolute worldie. Worldy, yeah. Just but like it's just good filming and yeah, that as well. Yeah. Like little saves and he was brilliant. How he did it. Yeah. So and I, I just took down mine. I got a nice phone. Got one of the analysts to film it sometimes if they're not there. But we wouldn't do it after. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So you had to prep for the game yeah. properly, haven't you? So. Were you doing any of the ed- editing yourself? Then? Yeah, I've done you, all the editing, yeah. Did you just self-taught yourself? Yeah, that? I did, yeah. That's amazing, really. I'm a, Amazing what a pub can do. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'd just sit there a couple of hours, might have a pint or something like that. Just, yep. It's so easy to do these days, isn't yep. it? Yeah. so much equipment now. And... Well, not even. I, I just done it on the phone. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. 
That was it, on a phone, a couple of apps. Yeah. And just Because you've got a massive social media profile, really, considering the goalkeeping communities. I know, oh, yeah. It's um, a lot of them from, like, America more yeah. than anything. That's what, we have a lot of interactions. We've got uh, quite a big following in America and Australia. Yeah. But then I've, I always say this, that goalkeepers abroad are thought of differently. We're villains in the UK. Oh, mate. But over there, oh, they're, like, celebrated for being different or yeah. for... Like they make saves over there and they proper get cheered as if it's a goal. But like here we get booed because we've like stopped the game being fun. <laughs> or if you take a cross. Yeah, exactly. You miss one before you get a ripple. Oh, like, yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah, Jeez. we get cheered, don't we? Horrible, isn't it? Yeah, but over there it's not like that. No, I know. I know, Ruth. I think it's like that in any, every other country. Bar England, you just get pasted, don't yeah. you? Yeah, we are a villain. I always say that we're anti-football though. Like no one goes to a game to watch nil-nil and two goalies have a great game. No, I'd hate it. So you'd ha- you, it was boring, isn't it? No, so it's like, disgusting. We all want the goalies to let in goals, but as goalies ourselves, we no. hate letting in goals. Well, you take pride in keeping yeah. clean sheets, don't you? Or, you just, or just having a quiet game Yeah, sometimes, That's don't you? Best. Especially when you get older. That's the best, isn't it? Having a quiet, I used to love when I was like coming to the end of my career just thinking... Just get through this game. Just have a clean sheet yeah. like that. I, I I always say this now, right? I always love it when you don't have to talk about a goalie after a game. That's that should be like yeah. what we all strive for as a goalie. Yeah. No one no one mentions you. Everyone just goes, "Yep, yeah, all right, well done." You know, and then just crack on again. You know, the guy's doing a decent job. That's don't it. You? Yeah, keep a quiet goal. But we're a bit old school for that. Like <laughs> all this celebrating saves now. Uh, well, I'd be fair. I'd celebrate a couple of saves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to <laughs> right, uh, boost my career. I've got uh, a couple of quick fire <laughs> questions I want to ask you now. Go for it. Right, uh, catch or parry? Um, catch. Favorite goalie kit color? Goalie kit color? Yeah. Oh, I got an absolute bastard that Oxford <laughs> It's it's white, all white. And I, it was we playing Bradford, and I remember Matt Duke goes, "Oh, that's nice." I was like, "That I'm in trouble here." Yeah, a stinker. Oh no, but white. No, all black, all black, all black. Yeah, yeah. Streamline, keep us nice and tidy. Yeah, uh, play out from the back or kick it long. Uh, both. Yeah, I have to say that now with England and that. Well, a funny. We're speaking to Emily Ramsey. Well, we're doing their clips. I go, listen, this is your career, not somebody else's career. So if you need to clear your lines, you clear, clear your lines. Simple yeah. as that. And she's like, yeah, but the manager wants me to play. I go, I don't want you to play. If you've got two centre forwards running down at you, yeah. you want to thread a pass through. Clean it out. <laughs> so back to basics, isn't it? <laughs> right, uh, your favourite ever goalkeeper? Oh. Bartez. Yes, Fabian. <laughs> um, um, Peter Shilton. Shilton, yeah. And I know three of them. Neville Southall used to train me. Everyone says Neville. Oh, mate, he's an animal. Big beast, isn't he? He, used he, to tra- he scared the shit out of me, mate. Did he, uh, yeah? Yeah. Well, his session's brutal as well. Yeah, they're hard. Just proper hard work. It was... We had like, uh, you know, you've got the 18 yard box, you've got six yard, six yard box as well. Haven't you? Yeah. We had a ball on each corner. Fucking like, it wasn't even pre season. Go and sprint, pounce on that one, get back to the middle, pounce on that one. Like, there's a, I don't know how many corners there is. I was like, oh my goodness me. The ball on every corner. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was brutal. Yeah. And we had a senior goalkeeper at the time. I was young, so I was fairly fit. We had a lad called Ronnie Sinclair. Do you heard of him? Yes. Yeah, I'm not fucking doing this. <laughs> uh, uh, the best stadium I've ever played at? Oh. Um, oh, they'd be in Africa, to be fair. Yeah, and when you're at South yeah, Africa, yeah. Yeah, played in like World Cup final stadium. Yeah, amazing. Um, the one in Cape Town, that's nice. 
Ellis Park. Yeah. Got a story about Ellis Park. We yeah. Had, we had to change grounds because of certain things. So. No way, yeah. I was going to ask you about Super Sport later. Yeah. Right, uh, two more of them. Right, uh, best keeper in the world right now. Ooh. Blimey. Allison, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. He's got to be up there, isn't he? Yeah. Right? and then I like the Tottenham guy. He's good. Vicario is unbelievable. Is he, he's having an unbelievable season. Yeah. Where does he come from, by the way? They signed from... him for 17 mil, but he looks like one of the best signings ever now. I like it. Yeah, he's a good goalie. Yeah. Even the way he plays, though, you know, like he plays that high line. Yeah, he's a Makes, makes some worldy saves. I'm, I've been buzzing off him, to be fair. Yeah. Right, uh, it's the last minute of a game. You can either save a penalty to win or you can score a goal. Ah, oh, don't. What's that? I've always dreamt about scoring. So have I. So have I. <laughs> but it's got to be a penalty, isn't it? No, you can't say that. I want to score. I'm desperate to score one goal. One I got goal. close once. I went up for a corner, headed it, and then I gave it. But I was on someone's back and fouled the line. <laughs> it was a blatant foul as well. We, um, Eastie, he said, I mean, he goes, oh, my career could have changed because he was at Anfield. Yeah. And he, um, he went up for running. He used to love, love going up for like last minute. Yeah. Like the slowest goalkeeper in the world, by the way. <laughs> He'll appreciate you saying and that. He's, and he's span. Oh, he don't mind. And he's span. The ball's bouncing. He's span. And the keeper saved it just online. He's gone like that. Got his hand to it. No and way. He goes, Could have changed my career. That yeah. Oh, that'd have been, oh, scoring a goal. I dream Especially about. Especially as well. Yeah, that's incredible. Right. Uh, before I get started in your career, then and that, then yeah. uh, you played over five hundred games, which is just incredible, really. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's <laughs> incredible. Uh, right. But I always start with uh, why goalkeeping. What made you be a goalkeeper? Oh, I loved it. Just loved diving in mud. Yeah. From a kid from five, six years of age. Loved it. I don't know why, because my dad used to take me to watch uh, Southampton and he had some mental goalkeepers there. He had like John Burridge, Grobelar. Grobelar. Peter Shield and Tim Flowers. Just good goalkeepers. Yeah. Like world-class goalkeepers. Yeah. And I just like, just loved it. Just diving in mud. Yeah. So... What what was there a turning point? Was you an outfielder or was you just? No, I enjoyed playing outfield. Yeah, I, I played right back sometimes, but just to always had that flavour for yeah, that goal. I went too bad with my feet, so I was probably twenty years. If I play now, I've probably had a decent career. Yeah, if I'm honest. So. I always say that about me. I I nearly signed for Crystal Palace as a centre half. Really? Yeah, but like at that time, I had a few clubs sniffing about me. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I was. I was only ever playing in goal. It's weird to say because I always thought goalkeeping was my job, and I would play outfield for fun. Yeah. So then, like when I started going out on trials and that, I was playing like Croydon Borough. I was playing Surrey County, but like as an outfielder. Yeah. And it was just at that time, it was like my Sunday league team was. I was a goalie, but I'd getting scouted at different games. So like Something I was getting offered trials as a centre half and trials as a goalie. Wow. And then yeah, the rest is history. And I just end up I was like right, I'm a goalie, but that's my job. Could have been a multi-millionaire. Could have been, yeah. Instead of a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wished. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, going back to like, when you first started playing a goal, do you have early like memories or was it just like yeah. going down the park or was it school football? Or I remember all the parents saying you're too small to be a goalkeeper. Yeah. All the time. And I was a midget, to be fair. I probably still am as a goalkeeper. But, I don't know, it was just, even when I was nine, first memory of losing this cup final. Been playing for Southfield or something like that. Southall, I remember. And we lost. And um, they played um, Queen. We are the champions for the yes. other team. And that stuck in my mind forever. Uh, yeah, and I was thinking, that's, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, At nine, you knew nine that. Nine years yeah. old. And I was thinking, fuck. And st- 
for some reason, I had determination just to do my best. And yep. There wouldn't have been much goalie coaching at that no, time mate. either. We had a guy called Larry Clay, and you know what? Fair play to him. He, he probably made me what I am now, like, because I was only like six foot. Yeah. Well, I was only six foot. Um, you had hair then, so six one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't have a lot, you know. <laughs> and um, I think he made me into a tough goalkeeper. So, as you know, it, it was physical back then, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. So, training used to just be pendulum. Oh, People wouldn't know what pendulums are now. Oh, man, it's horrendous. Just pure diving drills, just up, yeah. down, up, like down, for, up, down. When did we do one when I first joined Bristol Sea? We had the pole like just two yards past each um, post. Sprint, touch, dive, sprint, touch, other pole, dive for like a minute. Oh, you imagine doing that now. Yeah, you can't do it now. You get abused. Yeah. You get put on the list. See, look, obviously, as I started to play more football than that, it was only until I went to Aberdeen and I had Jim Layton as a goalie coach. He's a hard task. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, but you'd like walk off a trainer, you'd have done 400 dives that day. Like, a sports scientist now would have like been murdering him. Um, yeah. But like we would just be, it would be pendulums all day. But like you'd do like collapsing ones, medium, high, and then you'd then go back and do half volley pendulums. And like you'd be like, oh my God, we're just doing diving today. Brutal. Yeah. Isn't it? But, but it got you fit. It got us really fit, yeah. I remember, um, so this guy called Larry Clay is at Portsmouth at the time. He used to, um, remember the wooden floors? Yes. And the gyms, you used to train on them. On the, crash mats. Yeah, cool. Crash, oh. mats. I'm out of time, I broke my wrists. He used to put a ball, so he lie down and goes, you need to be strong. If you're going 50-50, you've got to be strong, like that. So he put a ball, I'm 10 years old, by the way, runs up, bang, follows this ball. The ball's like, I'm, your, a and I'm like that. I'm skidding halfway down this gym, like crying my eyes out, winded. My dad said, just get up, hurry up, don't worry about it. I'm like, God, it breathe. <laughs> Mate. Just take the wind straight out of you. He goes, you've got to be tough. That's crazy, isn't it? Oh, yeah. But we used to throw our head and hands in to every challenge. Now it's all, all about the, like, the, the K block or spreading yourself. Like, it's, it's like a dying art now, that diving at feet. Oh, that K, K block, I just think it's giving, it's giving it up. Yeah. You know think? People are doing You're it from all hit. ranges now. Like, and it, shots at, they're not doing it from just close range to try and make a block. They're actually doing it from like 15, 20 yards now. And they're not getting I, near, I don't get it. Yeah, it baffles me as well. Because you don't... Area you're gonna cover. You're not. It's you're, ridiculous. Isn't you're it? just covering your body to a bigger size, really, aren't you? Like, and you look pathetic. Yeah, it I, is I weird. Don't, I don't get it. I get it from from here to the wall. Yeah, not a problem. But yeah, just go and smother it. Yeah. So uh, when was it you started to get scouted? Um, probably 13, 14, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. I was always just like a second choice keeper because I was like midget. Yeah. And skinny and goofy. <laughs> <laughs> But you clearly had a passion for it that made you stick with it at that because at that stage it's hard it's easy to give it up almost it's yeah but you, was, you do it through adversity like you're saying how tough the training made you and that's what goalkeeping is kind of about is about how tough you are and about you take the criticism but turn it into a positive yeah hundred percent I, I I just had the determination to do it yeah what I had that many people have knocked me back yeah like clubs and the same same old reason are oh, you too small you're too small oh, okay right too small. I'm thinking, when's it going to stop? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it went until I grew a bit. Yeah, yeah. But you still say they're too small. Yeah. Like, bigger clubs. Further on in your career, you think. Do you reckon that will ever change in goalkeeping? Not in England. Nah. 
abroad, it's not a problem. It's not a thing. Uh, not a problem. Look at the Spanish keepers. What were they? 5'10", 5'11", 6 foot. Yeah. Casillas was one of the world's best forever, weren't no, he? Oh, yeah. At 5'10". It was ridiculous, yeah. yeah. And it, that was, no one ever said anything about his height. Absolutely. Even when he played in England. Yeah. It's no like playing Champions League. Nobody said better than Ireland. No, nothing. But it's just just the English mentality, you know? Yeah. Do you think that, I think that's probably a bit of our playing style, how we are, it's changing now, but we're typically long ball football, get the ball in a box. Yeah. So when you, you do have a smaller crosses. goalkeeper and they just presume, well, he can't come for crosses. But usually the smaller ones got better timing and they can pick up the flight better. And they got better spring. And they got better spring yeah. because that's what they've had to work on and yeah. harness their skills yeah. because you, you play to your own super strengths, don't you? Yeah, like definitely. The small ones are the, the quickest around the goal, like a Hugo Lloris is so fast across his yeah. line. So he, he'll make unbelievable saves that the six foot six goalie just can't. Yeah. But you play to your own strengths. It's unbelievable, isn't it? So I used to play with um, Neil Cutler. Neil Cutler, <laughs> he's doing so well for himself. And obviously he's an absolute unit. He's a he? big boy, isn't he? So he would make saves and I'd think, how are you getting to them? Like, but he's just had that massive stretch. Yeah. But then I've, like, vice versa, you're probably thinking, how am I making these saves? Yep. And like, crossing-wise, we're probably about the same. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I had good timing, he had just a massive presence. Yeah. But, it's perspective though then from yeah. obviously anyone that's watching on is how you deal with it and but you probably like you're saying came for exactly the same amount of crosses but because he was tall everyone went yeah because he's tall yeah and like I said, oh he's a bit dodgy on crosses you yeah. might miss one yeah but i probably came for more yeah yeah so but hey sometimes you don't come for any that's <laughs> it yeah, yeah. pick and choose isn't it <laughs> yeah. well, obviously i was doing my research and that and it said that you were a bricklayer before you got scouted yeah yeah so I got released from Portsmouth at yeah. um, 16. I was heartbroken, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, same old, too small. Um, and my dad said, you're going to need to get a trade and go non-league. Yeah. Fine, fine, non-league. Come bricklayer. Well, didn't qualify as bricklayer. <laughs> I, moved, I moved on quickly, like yeah. six months on to my bricklaying trade. And um, I was playing for Bachelor at the time. Yeah. And we... They put me into the first team, and you know what? It was, I think it was like Conference South then. What a learning curve, though. Um, I, mate, I have never been kicked the shit out of so much yeah. in my life. Honestly, it was barbaric. Yeah. But made made a world of me, by the way. Yeah. It, it made me, to be quite honest. Yeah. But um, just for toughening up. Yeah. And then we played an FA Cup game. Um, I think we played Cardiff, actually. Played Cardiff. And the Bristol City scouts there said, I've come for a trial. And when um, the first day of Bristol City trial, Russell Osman was watching youth, I was training with the youth team. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, you, you best sign him to the youth team manager. No way. I was like, Wow. And then about three months later, I played in the first team. Played in the first team. I was reading yeah. that, that they bought you for 40 grand. Yeah. It didn't take you long to obviously get your first game and that. But Well, it, uh, it was by luck. As, as it always is, isn't it? Always, first yeah. game. So I think, um, do you remember a goalkeeper called Keith Welch? Yes. He was first in Keith, like super cash. And he had pleurisy. Um, right. And the other goalkeeper, I'm trying to think of the other goalkeeper, Andy Leenan at the time, he was reserve team keeper. And I think he turned around and said, I don't want to play. He was coming like 40, 40 <laughs> years old, big unit. He said, I don't want to play. So he goes, right, I'm going to play Brownie. I played a youth team game in the morning, by the way. Yeah. In the morning? Yeah. So you played Saturday morning for the youth yeah, team and then and played... straight into the game. Wow. Like that, that can't happen, that. It's ridiculous. Not anymore, it? it can't. No. So 
played there and played against Peterborough. Couldn't believe it, like, yeah. four, even 4-1. See, like, having that taste of first-team football, obviously, even at Bashley and then Bristol, was you always just then hungry to get games after that? Because obviously yeah. playing over 500 games in your career now, it shows that you, you always chase games and if you weren't, you'd get long runs in teams as yeah. well. Yeah, definitely. Is I was, yeah, you, I got the taste that day. And then next day we had another game for uh, Andy Llewellyn's testimonial. Yeah. So I played in that. That's a bit of a stinker. And then we went off to Zimbabwe, played over there. Like it's Zimbabwe national team, like front fifty odd thousand people. Yeah. Still like sixteen years old, seven yeah, yeah. years old. Thinking what the hell's going That's a hell of a life. transition to the building site though, isn't it? Honestly. A couple yeah. of months before. But all the builders like we're back there and he goes, Oh, you won't never make it like this. Don't worry about They're it. like the monkey on your shoulder, though, aren't oh, they? Oh, yeah. yeah but like, you still hear those voices. You see him now, and Yeah, you see him now, and he goes, oh, hey, you reap what you sow, don't you? Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know I mean? so. It takes a lot of dedication to, obviously, the the knockbacks in goalkeeping, especially. And I think you get more than... I would say. In goalkeeping than your outfield. Cause. I will say this because obviously only one of us can play, but yeah. also, you know, like you're sitting on the bench as a goalie, you're not coming on. No. Like once in, th one Fair. every two years you'll come on. Very rarely. But like an outfielder that's a, a right back or a right, they can play in four different positions yeah. and get the last 10 minutes and then they've got something to prove and like they can go on and impact a game where we're just sat there redundant or not getting that opportunity. It's a t it's such a tough situation. It's, we say it to our goalkeepers well when I was at Oxford, you go, listen, once the team's named, there's nothing you can do about it. There's no point moping about no. it. You've just got to support the guy who's playing. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Wish him well, but yeah. you might think, oh, fucking hope you have a bad game. Because yeah. <laughs> we've all been there. Yeah, 100%. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if he has a worldie, you just got to pat him on the back and just crack yeah. on, don't you? Just yeah. go again next week. As long as you're ready for when you get that call-up. Yeah, yeah. That's the main thing. That's the, that's the biggest thing. So, I always say that, that like... The amount of times you've sat on a bench or that and you're open, it's 4 3. Like you win 4 3 and the goalie has three stings. Because like, <laughs> yeah, like, you don't want the team to lose because you, you're so vested in that team anyway and your teammates and your colleagues and that. You oh, want to do well, but 100%. you're also thinking, when's my opportunity? Or That's it. And sometimes it never comes. It doesn't. Yeah. You just got to take on the chin and move on, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, and then you had a, a, a low move to Western Supermare yeah. before signing for. Western Supermare. First yeah. game, I remember getting first game. Um, yeah, got beat by the halfway line. We scored. We scored, and I remember celebrating. I thought I was doing celebrating down the other end. Oh, did you go up and celebrate? Yeah, oh, no. Uh, like, Total cool, naive young goalkeeper. And I've gone like, I've celebrate, yeah. One nil up. And I'm still getting back. they taking a quick kick off. Bang. Go Put it in the top corner from halfway line. No way. I was getting battered, by the way, by the, the Seagull fans. Yeah. But. Uh, but Learn you do stupid things. Another learning curve. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. But yeah. I enjoyed it. And, you know, like playing against men again. That's yeah. the main thing. Yeah. And then uh, obviously you went to Chester. Yeah. And had a really successful period there. Ten years you was there. Even got your testimonial. Yeah. I was supposed to. It was. I've told this story before. Um, Chef Wednesday were looking at me at the time as well. So the manager at the time, Weston, um, Lenny said, "Well, you're gonna have to take take your pick." Yeah. For some reason. Some reason I know now I want to be Chester because I think I've got a chance of playing games. Bearing in mind, if I was saying to my son now, "What what do you do, Dad?" Yeah. I feel like you're going to Chef Wednesday. Chef Wednesday mate. Yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you could just trickle down. Yeah, but I ended up bloody. I think I played about just under three hundred league games. That's un unbelievable. That. So, and I had a 
fair few injuries as well, to be fair. Yeah, I was reading about one of your concussions. Oh, when was that? Uh, wait, who, was who did I read my, it with? My missus thinks I've got to mention yeah. that. <laughs> uh, I, was I was reading about one of them and it said that you got knocked out and you was on the pitch, but you'd already made three substitutes. Oh, that was in the player final. It's the player yeah. final one, yes. Uh, this got, is it. Took, took one of the two fouls as well. Yeah. Oh, done. You know, we need to, coming out. Yeah. Pouncing. So all I, all I remember flying out. Um, we was at oh, Leicester's ground at the time. Come out and I just see this, uh, one of our defenders, his kneecap just went bang like that and I was, I was done. Was you out then, Joe? I was completely yeah. out. And then I got up and all I could, the physio's going, oh, you're right. It's yeah. a bit of war on me. But obviously, you'd made three substitutions. There weren't no concussion rule with no, that either. The players, one of the players is going to go and go. Was I'll it, go, yeah. oh, I'll be all right. But I couldn't remember the rest of it. Could you not? Yeah. yeah. I was reading the match report on that, and you end up making a really good save. Yeah, I did top corner, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was reading I it. I was going, <laughs> there's no chance you remember it. Or, so I've been knocked out once, and the next dive I did, I then got reconcussed because, like, obviously, my brain was shaking yeah. in my head. And I was thinking, oh, once I was reading this bit about you made a worldy save and that in oh, extra time, I was like... But even like we, we had a big party after because we got promoted, it was... Couldn't remember that. Just yeah. felt sick. Yeah. Still had a few more Yeah, still had a like, couple of beers. Didn't think it would make you better. Yeah, because the physio said it was all right. Yeah. So you didn't think nothing of it, but... Yeah. You, God, you wouldn't be able to do that now, would you? No, not at all. Yeah. With the protocols that we've got in place for yeah. concussions and that now. I, I remember we were playing um, when I joined Oxford um, and... A lad called James Constable. He's about four yards away, and he walloped this ball, mate. And I didn't even have time to get my hands up, and he just caught me right in the eye. And I still got a little jagged line across my eye now, like looking. I was out for the count, and they let me drive home and everything like that. That's mad. That I was, I was in a bad way. Yeah. I'm like, say to him now, what were you thinking? Yeah. Four yards, and he just goes blasted. He goes, well. Oh, can't pass it in, can I? I've just got to smash it. <sighs> Cheers, mate. The amount of stories that you hear about that, like goalies getting injured from like uh, rebounds where the strikers just <sighs> whack it for no reason. Yeah. And same Bristol City, we're playing uh, QPR um, reserves. It's just it, it, goalkeeping stupid, isn't it? Really? You think about it. We, <laughs> yeah. get, we just love getting hit by the ball. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we, we actually love that feeling of getting hit and everyone going, oh, that should hurt. And as a goalie, <laughs> you just. <laughs> Bounce back yeah. up and you're like, no, 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 I'm not no, don't, don't, don't rub it, it. <laughs> don't rub it. <laughs> so I've gone, like, spreading myself across the line. Brad the Allen's um, come flying in. And for some reason, I just, put, I just put my head there. Yeah. And he literally followed my head off with the ball. And I, I was at, I've gone, so no wonder I can't remember many things. <laughs> <laughs> you probably have had too many concussions, actually, <laughs> in it now. Yeah. But just stupid stuff like that. Yeah. Our manager goes, why do you do that? I goes, well, you want to... Get, keep the ball out in it, don't you? Yeah, yeah. He goes, that's just ridiculous. In reserve game. Blaming you for it. Yeah. Oh, see, that's what's weird. I don't get that. Uh, anyway, right, back to the, the <laughs> Chester and test the testimonial yeah. then. Ten okay. years at a club doesn't really happen a, a lot anymore. No. Did you realise at the time how big of an achievement it was or was it just um, you're just cracking on with your career and you just think, oh, it's another game, another game? Not really. It was just, you just kept ploughing through the games, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it was a bit of a crisis club, Chester, so I didn't expect anything like that. But when they said you could have it and then they gave me a three-year deal, I'm like, wow, that's fair play. Yeah. And then when I come back after pre-season, <laughs> they wanted to get rid of me. Yeah, it's typical, uh, isn't it? But it is what it is, wasn't it? But no, it was, such, it was lovely for my family for like, 
having a testimonial and yeah, yeah. supports him. Nice day out. Golf and days and all that. So you do great. So. Yeah. So my wife done really well out of it. X five so Yeah, that's no. a different story. No, no, no she's she's good as gold. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I was reading about your next club, but you got the nickname Superman. Yeah, yeah. So I went on loan from there to Hereford. Yeah. Um, always, you know, you must have get this. You must get this. You know, when you play against club and you always always do a riot. There's always them. one or two clubs yeah. you do well so, against. Aren't so mine was Hereford and Plymouth. Right. Always okay. loved playing against Plymouth, and always loved playing against Hereford. And you just knew you're going to be invincible yeah. every time you play. And lo and behold, I rung him up because we sat in the uh, director's box, um, director's room with um, Chester. We were all Liverpudlians and they said, you got to go. I'm like, well, I've got three years left. And he goes, listen, you got to go. So I'm like thinking, all right, yeah, I've got to go. Yeah. Um, I rung Graham Turner up because do you need a lone goalkeeper? And he went, yeah. Did it all yourself, so then? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. See, like now, obviously, like with the world of agents now, or you being a goalie coach at Oxford, you must have dealt with a lot. Yeah, well, agents, yeah, you get some good, good and bad ones, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I've seen some. I've been with some bad ones. I think, blimey, horrendous. Yeah. yeah, but goalkeepers are so different anyway that it's you kind of need a goalkeeper to understand a goalkeeper. I think, yeah, that's why I think Rich is doing a good job. Yeah, he's doing it? a really good job. Um, He's pretty much got everybody now, hasn't he? Yeah, he has, yeah. There's a few other people that are trying it, obviously. I think Scott Dutton. Yes, that's right, uh, yeah. I think, obviously, Matt Murray as well and yeah. Mark Bunn. Uh, oh, is he doing Yeah, Mark Bunn's an agent now. So, like, there's a few that are trying it and that. But, like, yeah, like, Rich has covered all bases, really. He's got every goalie, and when he moves one out, he moves the next one in. Well, it's like a little jigsaw, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. It's clever how he does it. Yeah, it is really um, clever. Um, yeah, I'm just trying Get him to get me to Saudi Arabia. Get you a club in Saudi, yeah. There's a few people that have gone out there. Rousey's gone out there, hasn't he? He's I know he's in Dubai, isn't he? In Dubai, yeah. Amazing. There's a few others that are obviously making the move and that. Yeah, I'd love to do it. Something different. It'd just be an experience for a year or two, wouldn't it? Like, Yeah. Well, when I went to South Africa, it was some experience. Yeah. Like, just playing in the stadiums. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll get epic. on to that now then. We'll go, so, obviously, the back end, of you, after Hereford and that, you went to Berry and then you yeah. end up out in South Africa, didn't you? Yeah. But how did that come about? So I was at Berry. We was in our, my first year of the contract. We were doing doing well, like we, I think we were top of the league at the time. Um, my next door neighbour was he was working for Bolton or something like that. I can't remember. Um, but say Bolton, he used to organise all the salsa nights in the bar down below. Right. <laughs> so he goes, "I'll oh, come out for a beer." I go, "Yeah, I'll come up, come out." Um, <clears throat> and it's uh, Benny McCarthy. Yeah. His his brother is good mates with Malcolm, this guy. What a legend he was as well, Benny McCarthy. Benny, yeah. You don't realise how big a legend he is over there. Over there, oh, I bet. Oh, my goodness me. Um, yeah, he just runs the show. He he goes, oh, do you ever ever thought about coming to South Africa? No, not really, mate. I totally didn't even entertain it. Just yeah. carried on having a few drinks, had a good laugh with Jerome. Year to the day, later, I'm coming to the end of my contract thinking, oh, I've had my time at Berrier. There's been a few things where I think getting abused by the um, ambulance woman. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he goes, oh, went for another drink, same thing. What do, you, what do you fancy? Do you fancy doing it? Oh, yeah, why not? So I went over on trial. We had a Barcelona goalkeeper, a 21 um, Barcelona keeper, some a Scottish keeper as well. He was a good guy. I can't remember his name now. But a Barcelona keeper, he was epic. Like, and I'm thinking I'm in trouble here. Yeah. Like, Come from Berry. First day, 
got off the plane. We had to do 12 laps of this um, running track. Yeah. Mate, it was like 95 degrees. Three, yeah, in the heat, yeah. And I, I can't run on the best of days. <laughs> <laughs> and these guys are like, just flying through. The keepers were flying through. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm in trouble. Ring my missus. I'm coming home. I've had enough <laughs> of this. Like, two days in, I had enough. She goes, you've got to see it out. It's 10 days. You can't just leave two days. So I carried it through. Started to enjoy it a little bit. And then we had a, a night out with a couple of people who was in the hotel. That was good fun. They just joined the World Cup. World Cup in Af uh, yeah, South Africa. In South Africa, yeah. yeah. So it was class. And then for some reason, something clear, I went, oh, I quite fancy this. And then the manager said, oh, I want to sign you. No way, yeah, yeah. So like, and it did, took, you, did you say I'm not doing the running ever again? <laughs> it was barbaric, the running, by yeah. the way. But, you know, when, when I did sign, it was, they were so far in fans of like S&C yeah. than I've ever seen in my life. No way. Honest to God, because they had like the rugby coaches who come over to the England, yep. um, come over to the football and all the, um, no, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. So we had a goalkeeper coach actually, first first session, he just started, oh, you need to warm up your fingers. I'm standing in the middle no of the pitch, way. warming my fingers up and thinking, what am I doing here? That's bizarre. <laughs> See, like, how uh, old did you at the time then? I was in my 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Then to be getting told to warm up your fingers warm before your training. Fingers. Yeah, warm up your fingers. Like what the fuck is going on? Yeah. It's just bizarre, like, the different methods. Well, yeah. I don't know. Either way, I like liked him he's a good, good guy but it must have been a hell of an experience then it was class it, for so many different reasons other than football there was you know, South Africa's got their problems with racism and all that yep um, and that, that's both ways as well yep so so going back to you remember I told you about um, changing the stadium yeah so they have witch doctors over there each, each club <laughs> have witch doctors so we're sharing um uh, stadium with uh, Mamalobi Sundowns, like a big club. Well, we were a big club, so I joined. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> and then uh, I saw this bloke he's doing something on the eighteen-yard box, like just in front of the penalty spot. And I said to the manager, Gavin, what's, what's, what's that all about? Oh, he's a witch doctor. He's um, he's preparing the pitch. So, so good feelings and all that, mate. I made three mistakes on that. Exact spot. No way. Honestly, like catastrophic mistakes. What like one going through my legs, dropping balls, dropping crosses. Honest, and I'm thinking, what the hell's going on there? So I've got this. They call it muty, and I've got this muty in my head. Yeah. So the manager goes, right, Brandy, I need a meeting with you. We're going to change stadiums. Really? You can't change stadiums just because of me. I was expecting you to drop it. Yeah. Drop me. So we moved to Ellis Park. No way. Ended up. Do you genuinely think that like they had done something that day, or is it just well, a coincidence? Well, apparently it, the witch doctor was from the Sundowns team. Right. Okay. So, yeah, and he he he's, he sprayed that spot for some. I don't know how he did. Yeah. But it, it <laughs> done me your, over. Even if it just plays with your head, even like just Honestly, talking about it. Like, we were playing up. We were yeah. I still remember the day. I've got a few things from Africa. We were playing Ajax, and honestly, God, it was a. Decent side crowd, I don't know, maybe 15, 20,000 people. And there's a big open open stadium. And big crack of thunder's come down. I'm like, oh, that's that's nasty, that one. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the whole stadium evacuated. No way. And this big rain cloud come over. And it's like somebody chucking Buckets. a bucket over you. Yeah. And about two seconds later, the ball's gone through my legs. I went to like 
trap it yeah. come under, under my legs somebody scored no way and I'm thinking there, what am I doing here yeah and they purposely got me to do a um, press conference afterwards so I'm standing there dripping wet <laughs> thinking I'm having one over here by yeah. the way thinking I just went listen um, I let down I let my, I've let down my family my players all the fans and all that and because they were coming for me before that for, for a while because I Took a African's job. Yeah. Bloody hell. Like that. The whole, not, not the whole nation, but the nation turn goes, oh, he's actually quite a good guy. No way. Yeah. It was just that one press conference that yeah. then, like a flick of a switch. Yeah, and ever since then, I, I didn't play many more games because I, I, I did my back in, but the relationships with the players and people inside Africa, like in, in Africa was... Just completely different. That's crazy. Though. Yeah, we did make him change stadium, so <laughs> yeah, it's probably uh, that's that's why they had to take Dominic Keepers can do that. Nah, wow. <laughs> I've never made three mistakes in a game and had to move stadiums uh, to a nice stadium, to a really well, nice Ellis stadium. Park. Yeah, some stadium. Yeah. So was you out there then for the World Cup? Though? Yeah. Oh, that must be an incredible atmosphere. Honestly, yeah. you, obviously you'd have had all the fans out there. And... So the night out with. Do you remember the Ghana game, Uruguay? Yes. Remember yes, Suarez? Yes. So I was in this park watching the game, and obviously Ghana being African, everybody's supporting them. My goodness me, when he when that Suarez saved you at the end, and yeah. then he missed the penalty, yeah. didn't he? That was... He, that had, right close I, to rioting, yeah, yeah. I had to get out of there yeah. quick, yeah. He goes, right, we're going to your hotel. Yeah, yeah. So, but... There must have been times that, well, obviously you, you lived a little bit in fear because of the country anyway. Yeah, definitely. We had, um, so awful story, our right back got uh, murdered in his house just over something stupid. No way. Uh, intruders, yeah. Yeah. We just think it bloody hell. <laughs> so even like I brought my girlfriend over in, at the time and um, they got robots. You ever heard of robots? No. They're traffic lights. Right, okay. So when you get to traffic lights, you... They say there's a massive sign hijacking high spot. So I've picked her up from the airport. I'm thinking, Fuck, please don't look up, up, up there. She goes, what's that? I'm like, what? What are you on about? She goes, that massive sign saying hijacking art spot. Oh, and oh, just, that's just to look after yourself and all that. But we, we've been taught to drive certain certain ways over there yeah, yeah. by the English consulate. Well, like leave a gap in front of you so two you can cars, get away. Two yeah. cars, yeah. Key yeah. engine. Go in. And Make sure all windows are locked. Everything. Never open your windows. Never right. open your windows. Cars are locked. Yeah. But I never saw anything. I heard about the like you leave a big gap in front of you. Yeah. So that, just so you bang. Yeah. Go. So you can get on the gas and go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did anything like that ever happen? Not to me. Yeah. Not to me. I had loads of police um, pull me over. Yeah. Most of them are hammered as well. To be yeah. Fair. Like, we we got told by we got told by the manager go listen. You're gonna. You gotta be sponsored by Adidas or whatever Under Armour. Get yep. some boots into your in your boot just in case you need them for. So I'm like, we've gone out, me and my girlfriend at the time, driving back, and there's a roadblock, and I'm thinking, oh no, this isn't good. And this bloke's come over, and we had to have our ID in our in our car. He's walked over, and he was steaming this copper. By the way, yeah. oh mate, it was like a proper good night out for him. He's come over, he goes, oh Mr. Brown, like this. I'm thinking, oh. and he he got me out of the car, pinned me against the, um, pinned me against the car. He goes, "What have you got for me? What have you got for me?" I went, "I don't know. 
what have I got for you? I'm thinking, he goes, you've been doing, uh, you've been drinking, you've been, I'm like, no, I haven't been drinking. Missy gets out of the car, rings one of the players. She's bawling her eyes out. Goes, what shall I do? He goes, have you got any boots in your car? I go, yes. Like, they said to keep some in there. She goes, open the boot. I goes, oh, do you want these? And they, oh, thank you, Mr. Brown. And that was it. And just walked off. Oh, my God. And I was like, wow. So we were like very quiet drive home. Yeah, but my missus yeah. thinking no one spoke. What's going on here? Yeah. Con Bennett, he must have been looking at flights that night to go <sighs> home. See that stuff like scared the life out of you. That it was horrendous. Yeah, I actually thought um, I'm going to be sharing a cell with um, Oscar. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> he's out now. I know, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, he's out now. Right, anyway, I'm going to crack on with uh, our goalie or no goalie, Chris. Oh, goodness. I was briefing you before. Uh, so I've got five current international goalkeepers. Okay. And five made-up names or famous people from around the world. I'm all for this. Yes, yeah, so it's one point for each correct answer. Uh, you can follow along our leaderboard on YouTube. Right, you ready? So Go for it. Goalie or no goalie? Okay. Number one, Liam Kelly. No. Liam Kelly is a goalkeeper for what? Scotland and Motherwell. Oh, he played for QPR. Yes. Yeah. We actually looked to sign him, actually. That's my bad. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good goalie. He's he doing really he? well for Motherwell. <laughs> right, number two, Jacob Zetterstrom. Zetterstrom. International goalkeeper. No. No? No goalie? Got it all wrong, I know. He is the Swedish goalkeeper <laughs> from your garden. Wow. Not for two so far. Come on, Wayne. Doing all right. Yeah. Number three. So I've been out of the game for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, Jake Sully. Jake Sully. Jake Sully. No. He is not a goalkeeper. He is uh, from Avatar. Ah. <laughs> the main character from Avatar. Right. Number four, Alexei Pajitnyov. Pajitnyov. I'm going to say yes. He is not a goalkeeper. He's the inventor of the game Tetris. <laughs> is he? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a goalie, though, don't, don't he? he? I Alexei Pajitnyov. Like Dynamo. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. What a great name. Yeah, he invented Tetris. I've watched that That's the other day as well. Have you watched the film? Yeah. It's the highest grossing game ever. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Mad and uh, uh they were, like, did you watch the film? The, yeah, it's unbelievable. Where, like the Russian government try and take the game, yeah, they did not like, make profit. Right, yeah. yeah, incredible. All right, number five, John Tolkien. No, he is not a goalkeeper, he is the author of Lord of the Rings. Ah, I knew that. No, I didn't. No, <laughs> just knew it weren't a goalie. <clears throat> ah, no. right, number six, Georgie Loria. Yes. He is a goalkeeper. He is the goalkeeper for Georgia and Dinamo Tibolsi. <laughs> Dinamo Tibolsi. I'm guessing that's how you pronounce it. Come on, you're on a roll now. I'm Number three. seven, Harry Crosby. No. No? No goalie? No, he is not a goalkeeper. He is Bing Crosby. He's <laughs> uh, actually in the Guinness Book of Records for the highest ever uh, uh, single sales. From the uh, Christmas song. It's beginning to look a lot oh. like Christmas. Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. Number eight, Christian Lopez. He sounds like a goalkeeper. He is a goalkeeper. He is the Gibraltar goalkeeper. I'm on a roll now. Where have you pulled E from, by the yeah, way? Yeah, I could literally go on uh, like uh, the previous games. And if they've started or was the sub goalie, yeah. that's where I'll pull them from. So that they're all current goalkeepers. I was on the train on the way out thinking, oh, 
Yeah, she can ask me about golf. Yeah, first. yeah. It's only this bit that I ask you about. Right. Number nine, Jean Kernan. Yes. Not a goalkeeper. Uh, they were actually the last person to walk on the moon. Oh, she really know that. I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> My son loves um, space. Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. He'd be fuming. Right, and number 10, Alexander Golovin. Yes. He is a goalkeeper. He's a Russia and Monaco goalkeeper. Six out of ten's not bad. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, it was a bad start. Terrible. Terrible start. You're happy with I'll six out that. of ten. Take that. Right, uh, I want to crack straight into the retirement side. Uh, oh, okay, And yeah. going into coaching. Yes, go for it. When did you know that that was, you was about going to retire and that coaching was the right route for you? <sighs> In my head, mentally, was that Fleetwood away? Yeah. Nobody wants to go there, do they? <laughs> <laughs> I don't live far from there. <laughs> do you? No. Well, I'm just playing there. And I, I just really despise playing at Fleetwood every time because I had a stinker. It's always windy. It's a small, oh, tight pitch. Tuesday night, it was boggy. Um, they, were, they were physical. And I was like thinking I didn't fancy this. Yeah. And I was sat and I was stood on the six yard six yard line, and this um, uh, one of our defenders cleared the ball out of the box. Hits the shoulder, back of the shoulder of one of their forwards, went top bins. And I'm standing there. I'm wearing white kit. Yeah, white kit, Fleetwood. Yeah, way. nice. Yeah, horrendous. And I'm just sat with hands on my hips, and I'm thinking, "That's me done. Yeah, I'm done. Completely, mentally tapped out. Yeah, of playing in goal ever since." And got through the game. We lost three, three nil or something like that. And you know, and just think, I cannot stand. I, I've hated every minute of that. Yeah. And I've walked out. I spoke to Chris Wilder. Here in your eye, I went, Yeah, I think I'm done on that one. So, and then I played a few more games. And yeah. I finished when I was about 39. But it was. Do you think being that open with him then helped you to transition? Well, I was, I was doing like I just started doing a dual role, so. Goalkeeping, yeah. coach, and coach. And have you ever you, you haven't tried? You haven't been into coaching yet, have you? No, not yet. It's the hardest thing to do in the world because you neglect yourself. Yep. And you got to think about the first team goalkeeper because you know you're going to be. I, I came to Oxford as number two. My body was bad. How I got through um, medical was ridiculous. <laughs> Couldn't move, mate. So. <laughs> It's true though, yeah. honestly. I couldn't even my knee, I could only get to about there. Oh no. It was and I go, Chris, I oh, don't know, it'll be fine. It'll be alright, it'll be alright for a few games. And for then us. I had an operation and all that. And I'm like So I was doing the dual role with Ryan Clark. Do you remember Ryan Clark? Yes. Good goalkeeper. Good lad. And we were good friends at the time and I was just thinking, if I get called up. This causes, this causes a few problems with my friend here. Yep. He knows I've come in as number two. Now, Alan Hodgkinson um, passed away, bless him. I've had to take over from him, which probably a little bit too soon because um, I wasn't really prepared for it. And now I've got this situation now where my head's gone. I don't want to play. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to coach. I'm going to help Clarkie out. It's just been flipped that I'm playing the night before and Clarkie must be thinking of stabbing him in the back yeah yeah that's the way it would be perceived as. It? yeah so, it would do yeah naturally and and if it, I can imagine he thought about it as well and if it was me I'd be thinking hold on a minute yep but throughout my for the next four or five games we played all out of my mind I think he's thinking of stabbing him in the back 
And I, that just killed me. It don't, don't matter how many times you would have told him, look, I've not done anything no, or said anything. It killed me. Mentally, it killed me. And then that's why I just didn't want to play football. Right, okay. So, yeah. and then you get into goalkeeping and Chris brought somebody else in and he played a youngster and I think, yeah, I'm, thanks. I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah, just yeah. thought, thanks, you actually done me a favour there, mate. Yeah. And I was about 35, 36. I didn't properly retire to about 40. Yeah. But I was on the bench a couple of times. Yeah. But it was a token. If I would have got on, I would have cried. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey. Obviously, but... You must have still loved the day-to-day -day aspect, but just it, you'd just lost the love for playing the matches. Yeah, hundred percent. Like co the coaching, the training. I used to, when I come back from Africa and Chris Wilder got me the call, I was buzzing. I thought, right, what you want me as a number two goalkeeper? Yeah, I've, never, I've not really been a number two. Yeah, you yeah. Don't get me wrong, I've lost my place a few times, like me and Cuts and all that. But I'm like, oh, this is different. It's a different role. Completely different role, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. You're like, I'm getting paid to enjoy myself. <laughs> yeah. So there's no pressure. I had a nice time. Um, and then till, till like uh, um, the role changed, really. So, but even now, like coaching, still great, good fun. Yeah. yeah. Goalkeepers are a different breed. Aren't well, they? That's what I was going to Obviously, different people. We're different because we work so differently. Yeah. But like, it don't matter if you're the youth team goalie, uh, a second choice, an established first team, or the coach. When you're training, like the banter and like the camaraderie yeah. that we have, it's unreal. Oh it's yeah, like, it's, it's different. People don't understand it. Like but, outfielders can't understand it because they don't work hard. Yeah, do they? They well, don't they, work hard compared they to a keeper. They'll argue with each other over something stupid. But in a goalkeeping training session, we could be together for an hour, yeah. and there's not one argument. No, not at all. Not like, at all. I've never been involved in a training session my whole career where the goalkeepers are arguing with each other in that session. No. But you go into an outfielder session and everybody doing possession or small side of game, and they're arguing with each other, shouting at each other, abusing each other. It's ridiculous. But it? we've never done that. No. So like, you can tell that, that our camaraderie is so different. You're right. I've never really thought about it like that. Like in 31 years, I've never, like you say, never encountered an argument. No. Don't get me wrong. People, there'd be some keepers who get pissed off with service. Yeah, service or something. But then that's understandable because you're yeah. driving the session. Yeah. But you've never actually like once like mugged somebody off or like no. had a go at them or it's like come into like personal comments. No. In, in a, I've never it, seen it in goalkeeping. I think you're just supporting each other, aren't you? Yeah. You, you understand this guy makes a decent save. Yep. Got to say save. good save, yeah. yeah that's it. Yeah. That's all you can do, yeah. isn't it? And if they're going through a bad time, you, you normally get one of the experienced keepers turn around and goes, ah, oh, listen, take a step back. Yep. Rejig it. Yeah. You'll be okay. Don't worry. It yeah. happens. Yeah. That's the first thing you say, especially if a goalkeeper goes down. Like you say it to the girls, goes, listen, you're going to let goals in. Part of That's 100% accurate. You're going to let goals in. Part so of the job. The better you deal with it, the better you'll become. So did you start doing your badges then as you knew you was transitioning? Yeah, Oxford? I did. Yeah. So we ended up doing my life should be go through all this, all the um, badges and the A's. Um, I found them difficult. Yeah. Only because... It's not as realistic to goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go... They're great and I can imagine they're even better now. Yep. Um, but... I didn't think some of them related to first team football. Yep. Goalkeeping. Just keeping the ball out of the net. Yeah. yeah. Like I understand the process and everything like that, but when you they don't really count for when I'm I don't know, when the goalkeepers lost a parent or something like that or 
know, he's got to play. How's how's his mindset and that? Yep. It's that you don't really bring that into your badges. It's all it's just it's a driving test, isn't it? Yep. So. Well, I was saying earlier on, obviously about like you doing the social media stuff. You've also set up a few goalkeeping academies, haven't yeah. you? And they've been really successful, and like you've branched out into different areas. Yeah, so me and Eastie, we um, he got together because he's like the tightest man in the world. So <laughs> he um, they go, we both had goalkeeper schools. So I've had mine for a few years. He's just started his. He goes, why don't you join them together? I'm like, All right, cool. So we end up, we've got about twelve, and we're looking to widen out. Yep. So it's about 150, 200 keepers there. That's incredible, though. That, so, but. It's, it's great, especially because Eastie's still playing. Yes. And me getting the England jobs, like, really, especially with the girls, because we've got to open a girl's side now. Yep. It's, well, it's, it's what the, the parents' perception of having an actual goalkeeper yeah. and a goalkeeper coach and an ex-goalkeeper that's so established in their fields. Yeah. They're treated differently than somebody that's just done their badges from off the street. Well, that's it, yeah, because majority of people, what they've done there... Uh, football level two, haven't they? Yep, one and two. And they yeah. get their initials on there. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. But you having you got a goalkeeper coach who obviously for England, you got a professional goalkeeper who's playing. He must be racking up about three fifty now. Yeah. He's going through his badges. Not many more qualified in the country than no. that. Yes. So, be fair. We've it's been tough for us because we've been here, there, and everywhere, but. Once you get ahead on it, and branch out. Yeah, Southampton be coming up soon. So yeah, do, do you still manage to get around to all the academies? Or? Not all of them. Um, me Oxford you have other one, people running them. And stuff doing, like yeah. That. yeah, yeah. But that's when you when you go there, like you just see people. They're like, oh, that Wayne's here, or yep. Simon's here, especially with Simon because he's a bit of an Oxford legend. Yep. Hello, oh, Simon's there. Oh, you get a little comment. Oh, you turned up today, did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can imagine <laughs> those comments, but I also imagine that it also then drives the standard again when you do. Yeah, turn straight up. away. You don't even have to yeah, just yeah. have to stand there. Yeah, you just stand there and talk to the parents yeah. almost. And but get it's like around. a good manager, isn't it? It is. Yeah. You know, they don't have to do anything on the training no, pitch. It's all done. You don't have it? to say anything. No. But when, it, you know, when you, I remember um, Graham Turner at Hereford. He never come on his pitch really, but when he did, everybody was like, ah, "Boom!" Or Chris Wilder. Everybody yeah. was on. On tender at right, right impressed now. Yeah. So, but that's that's a knack, isn't it? Yeah. Right. And then how's it? Obviously, being a day-to-day -day goalkeeper coach at Oxford, uh, and you did that for a, a, quite a long time, anyway. Twelve years. Yeah. yeah so tw to do that for twelve years, but then to then obviously go into the international scene with yep. the under twenty-three lionesses must be a complete contrast in your coaching style and also your the way that you run sessions and completely different. Um, in a positive way. Yeah. To even to the point where on match days, I've only got 30, 29, 30, 32 minutes, something like that. Yep. So you, they, they time the walk from no. the change room to the pitch. And that's included in the warm-up? That's stuff included like. in the warm-up. So I've got two girls chatting. I goes, get your asses in warm-up because we need to get going. Yep. Like that. But it's, it's changed my thought processes on actually warm-ups. Yep. So... Whereas, I don't know what you, it's like, I used to do an hour. Oh, I don't. <laughs> oh, I really don't. <laughs> no, when yeah. I was younger, so yeah, I thought yeah. I need to get everything in. But when I went to Africa, I'm thinking, well, because of baking or Baking or anyway, yeah. Just hands and ice. But the girls are like, I goes, what do you want? Oh, yeah, anything, don't worry about it. Well, so I'm just doing a couple of volleys, and they're, they're fine with it. And we, we were in the 30 minutes, and me being 
uh, with Easty, Easty had to, he had to get cover everything. I'm thinking, these girls they ain't covered anything here. By yeah. the way, they just got a couple of catches, a bit of crossing, a bit of kicking, and they they gone in. Yeah, yeah. And it, they performed really well. So there's something in it. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm one of the ones that I think less is more. I think as long as mentally I'm in a good place, yeah. as long as my hands are like, to be fair, I reckon I could play a game without a warm up. I, yeah, I don't think I, it would bother me at all. I look at it now, yeah. But I've like well, I've worked with goalkeepers and it, they do more in the warm up than they do in a training session yeah. on a Friday. And I'm like that for me is like you've exerted all your energy and then the it's come count, down it's would be yeah. It? So obviously your, your warm up meant to get you to optimal yeah. for kickoff, and I found that some would like peak too soon and then they'll be on the way down to then kick off again. I was like, I can't work this out. Like, so I like to just take my time in a warm up. I, I get that. Mine's yeah. very leisurely yeah. and it's like, I'll cover everything. Yeah. But just within my own tempo. And I like to go and sit inside for 10, 15 minutes Did before you? kick off. See, I never used to do that. But I like I, I the like quiet space in the dressing room. And I always say it's about goalkeepers. We're so strong mentally mm. on our own. So like we all love doing endurance sports on our own or we like going in the gym on our own. We don't like yeah. socialising almost within a whole group. That's amazing you say that because my missus says, oh, you're not very social. <laughs> I goes, well, I am like within my, my my group. Yeah. But I'm not going to stand in the middle of, I couldn't think of anything yeah. worse, standing in a massive group like trying to chat to people. Like, yeah. Not my But think game. about your job for 500, 600 games. You stood at one end of the pitch not speaking to anyone for 90 minutes and just speaking to yourself. Yeah. So like and when you and looking at other people shouting and rambling around and like chasing each other. Mental mind. And we would always stand on the outside. So I think that goalkeeper I always say this on this on the pod, but like goalkeepers mentally we're so different because we can do that. And yeah. I've always found that like, and I've said it before, but like we like going in the gym on our own and we'll be more efficient in the gym on our own yeah. than if you put us in a in the team setting, it's totally different. Because you end up getting annoyed as well. And you get annoyed, you're wasting time, you're waiting on stuff. We're yeah. goalkeepers, we're not, we're impatient almost. Oh yeah. And you, you want to do it right as well, don't yeah. you? Because most goalkeepers are perfectionists. That's it, they? yeah. So, but no, I totally get you on the social side and um, you know, mentally strong. Blimey. Like, you ask a normal human being, go on and stand in front of 50,000 people when you're having a bad game and you want the ground to open up here against you what are you going to be doing yeah on your next on your next they call it moments now don't they yeah your next moment yeah i was like that. a lot of people go under massively and it's so easy to go under is that a lot of obviously what you're saying about the the lionesses do you find that they are mentally are so different and ha working with like the men's game i think they're a little bit more social yeah yeah but in a nice way yeah yeah like they're all together but they're the cream of England, aren't they? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So they come together. And what we said to the, when I went into it, my first one, I go, listen, just enjoy it. You've got no pressure on coming to England. Your pressure is in your football club. That's where you earn your money. Yep. Right. This is just enjoy your sessions. If you don't like them, tell me. Yeah. And I adjust it. So yeah, that? yeah. And they were good as gold. Yeah. And I think it took a lot of pressure off them. Yep. And we've got, we actually got some decent feedback from them saying, oh, it's just nice to come into a camp where it's, you keep a coach knows his stuff and he's relaxed yep. and all that. So, yeah. That's Is it different driving those sessions? Because obviously, like, oh, you know, uh, even from getting, from speaking to you so far, like, you use the group to drive their own sessions yeah. and, like, that competition aspect. It's more, more from me. Yes, that's what I wonder. I yeah. did wonder. Yeah. And you got, like, right, you got push, push, yeah. push, like... And Even then, to the point where you, if you, if you're catching, 
I want you to react. Yep. And you've got to do things. Do things you had to do in the game. At match tempo and yeah. how you would in a match, like second yeah. saves and stuff yeah. like that. And obviously you got to like tone it down a little bit as well because completely two different bodies, aren't yes. they? You know what I mean? So like uh, service-wise, you've got to take some off it well, or adapt to a session. point, yeah. yeah. To a point, and, but you've also got to think about we don't train as much as you would at Oxford. We have probably 35 minutes. Oh, right, okay. And then I'm more of a set-piece coach. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy, yeah, really. Yeah. And I, That's the new goalkeeper coach's role, though, isn't it? I don't get it, though. Yeah. Honestly. They were have, like, an assistant manager and a first-team coach sat there, but the goalie coach is the one doing yeah. all the set-pieces. And he's got to juggle coaching the keepers. Yeah. He's got to stop his keeper session to do the uh, set-pieces. Yeah, yeah. What's that all about? Yeah. Don't make sense. It's weird, isn't it? On a Friday, you normally get the goalie coach trotting up the other end of the pitch to take the set yeah. pieces, when, what, leaving two or three goalies behind in a goal. When, yeah, and it's awful, isn't it? Yeah, and you feel strange. guilty as a keeper coach. Oh, sorry, boys. Yeah. I've got to do this. Yeah. And they're like just doing tippy tap with their hands. Yeah. But even like with England, got obviously we got lots of time to prepare. I've, I've got a month to prepare for set pieces. Yep. But I couldn't imagine doing it Tuesday, Saturday. That would just be an absolute mind wreck. Yep. And I, I, like you say, I don't get it. You got assistant. You probably got three coaches yeah. and the manager. Yep. What What are these three doing? Yeah, yeah. So, but I think it's because of obviously, especially the defending set pieces. Yeah. Each goalkeeper slightly different, aren't we? That how we like our setups, and we don't like letting in goals. So I suppose there's no one better to tell the outfielders how to not. No, you're right. To keep us quiet. You're you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like with the England, I've enjoyed doing it with the England girls because they're like. They take it to the point. Of yep. They don't budge. So if you say stand there, they don't. They're move. standing there. Standing literally. There. Yeah. yeah. Good. Brilliant. That's good though. And that. they're so receptive. Yeah. And so I've been, I've been like overwhelmed with like their work rate and just their intelligence really because they're a lot of the middle class girls. Yep. Educated and all that. So. But, but they're uh, it's like we bring in. You've had the iron bars, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. So some of them never heard of that. Yeah. I'm thinking that's been brand new. Yeah, it has yeah, yeah. So it's sound like iron bars. Yeah, and just then it and it clicks in. All oh, right, yeah. Tennis so balls, trigger so, points, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you like know, that. like tennis balls. Yeah, yeah. We'll give them all tennis balls. Whoever's blocking. Yep. You're not allowed to run past your arms. Yeah. Not allowed to grab them. So they're holding these tennis balls. Yeah. It's just a little gimmick. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But I'll, just I'll do it. If I was asked to do set piece, I'll do the Sally same. I'll do it with the girls with the boats now. Yep. So that's good then. So it's been a proper learning curve, and I've learned so. I've probably learned more. With England than I have in four or five years with Oxford. Yeah, goalkeeping wise. But do you think that's also because of the the growth of the women's game that you're adapting your roles, obviously, to cater for both? Yeah, and then that's obviously re-educating yourself. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Because I was a little bit wary of thinking, well, if it's such a PC world now, if you say something untoward, you know what I mean. By accident. By accident, yeah. like even swearing or anything like that. Yeah. Are they going to take offence? Or same as blokes or young kids now, would they take offence? But no. Like, oh. Don't mind me swearing, yeah. No, like, no, no, I mean, to yeah, like, yeah. Girls, they're like, they're the worst in the world for swearing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I, I, oh, okay, I'm all right now. I remember Darren Ward saying on here that like, the first thing that he shouted in one of the practice games was man on, and a few of the girls gave him stick for it. And you think, oh, that's the most perfect way for them to like, it's a initiate him almost icebreaker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like I've um, like when when I first um did my um 
presentation, like massive screen in Norway. I'm like, wow, this presentation is not my problem. <laughs> um, because I'm a little bit geeky now, I've got into it. But I go, all right, guys, how are you doing like that? And straight away, I'm thinking, guys, that's not going to work. And they just start laughing. Yeah. But, you know, we don't mind getting yeah. called guys. No, yeah, exactly. Fair enough. I go, listen, if I say anything, I don't mean anything by it. Yeah. Very good as gold. So you uh, with the, the, like you're saying, the geeky stuff, obviously you said you was doing your own editing before. Did you find that the, the analysis side and breaking down that goalkeeper's performance is the bet, like one of your favourite things to do? It is with England. Yeah. Because you didn't really have much time to do it with Oxford. Yes. Because it's relentless. But when you're playing Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, you can't constantly can't. pick out the bones of every game, can you? No, because you, you deflate your goalkeeper, yes. don't you? And if I keep saying, so, right, we've got a meeting uh, Thursday morning, we're like, come on, Brownie. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to do that. Yeah. Can we just not get, get a game going? But with the girls, so I've learned sports code whilst I was with England, obviously keynote presentations yep. and all that. I'm, I was on, on the train today just doing some sports code stuff. <laughs> I'm thinking, it took me a while to learn it, but... Yep. It's just another bow to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, exactly that, yeah. That's a, that's what, like, obviously the way that the game's changing, but obviously being involved in the women's game, yeah. like, you're almost changing your perception of how goalkeeping is anyway and goalkeeper coaches. 100%, yeah. Do you think you'll be, if you go back into the men's game soon, that you, it will change the way you do things? Massively. Yeah. Um, for the better as well. Yeah. Just the way you, you approach things. Like, sometimes you'll be, you plan goalkeeping session, of course you do at men's. But there's sometimes you got to wing it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you know of course, I mean? yeah. And you, you, you've all been yeah, we've with all coaches. Hundred percent. Yeah. I've seen coaches like that. This is going tits up massively. Yeah. They, and they, they straight away they go bang. Yeah. And change it. Yeah, yeah. And you think, oh, okay, know how to adapt you, it straight you know away. Exactly what's going on. Yeah. There. So, and the have been with goalkeeper coaches who keep going at it, and I like, think, gosh, you're killing us here. Yeah. But, but no, hundred percent. Better goalkeeper coach. Yeah. What do you reckon's next for you then? I don't know yet. I'd like to go full time with England. Yes. But, um, but if an opportunity come in the men's game, yeah, I'll go for that. Yeah. Or abroad. Oh, excellent. Right. Uh, before we wrap up then, uh, I always finish on this question, Brownie. Right? Okay. Uh, it's deep and it, it doesn't have to be deep, but it's uh, what does the goalkeepers' union mean to you? Ah. Uh, I think we spoke about most of it, to be fair. Yeah, you know what it means to the world? I don't think people realise even... Like now, it's the first time I've really met you, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've spoke after games and yeah. like, said hello before games and that before. But I think you've always got that unity of like, the whole... Even even like coaches who are coaching youngsters who you never even spoke to, you could have a chat with them. Yep. So I think it means the world. It means the world to me because, like... Most of my friends are goalkeepers. <laughs> I haven't got a lot of friends who are outfielders. I've got maybe one or two. Because we're goalies. That's it. We all know <laughs> we're all a little bit different. Aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And we can know how to have a good time. But what well, goal community mean? Honest bunch of people. Yeah. Who you could say, so especially my goalkeepers, right? You, try, you can literally look in their soul and they'll tell you the truth. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, that's a that's a perfect relationship, really, isn't it? Yeah. If you could like, if they could tell you where what shit's happening in their yeah. life, and you could hold it to them and not say it to anybody else, then that's a perfect world for me. Yeah, yeah. 
Just good people. Just good people. I totally agree, mate. That's why goalies are the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, massive thank you anyway for coming on, I really enjoyed it. It's been a class episode. Uh, uh, just want to say a massive thank you to our uh, two sponsors, Mito Red Light and also Forged Irish Stout. Uh, they really do help the podcast grow. This has been the Yours Mine Away podcast with me, Mark Howard. Please make sure you like and subscribe. Thanks a lot, guys. What a save from Mark Howard. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.